So you caught him lying. Hey! <laughs> now what? What are we going to do about this lie? Hmm? So you're lying to me, eh? <laughs> Mr. Man. Well, first things first. What did he lie about? Because that obviously plays a role in how you're going to react to the feeling of being lied to. What did he lie about? Did he lie about where he was going so that he can create an alibi in order to buy himself time and opportunity to buy you an engagement ring? Did he lie about being at someone's house when he was actually at a party pressing people's breast? Did he lie that he was on a business work trip whole time he is cheating? <laughs> I'm sure there are crazier stories of instances where men have lied to you or someone that you know. I have received countless DMs. Comical, sad, quite far out there in their range of the types of stories that women have told me regarding how men have lied to them. And to be honest, I'm not surprised. Men be lying. Do you know do you want to know the last time a man lied to me? Yesterday. As of recording this, yesterday was the last time a man lied to me. You might be wondering, well, what did he lie to you about, Chiddy? Well, let me tell you what he lied to me about. I was on my way home. This was a man I did not even know. But I was making my way out of the train station on the escalator, heading up to the area where you tap out of the station with your contactless card. So he was on an upward escalator parallel to mine because in most train stations, they have multiple escalators going in one direction. I noticed that occasionally he would turn back to look at me and it was sort of not rush hour, but it was that period in the evening where everyone's making their way home from work. So it wasn't necessarily seven. I want to say it was like 8 p.m. or half eight in the evening. I noticed he was occasionally looking back at me. Um, but because my field of vision was forward and upwards, it was hard to not notice him occasionally looking back at me. So on the couple times where he would look back at me, we accidentally made eye contact. And I really hate making eye contact with men sometimes because... Once in a while, when you make eye contact with a man, he genuinely thinks that you're flirting with him. It's like, no, my eyes just happen to be resting in your direction and now you've looked at me and now it looks like I'm reciprocating interest when really I would just happen to be looking here at the time. Anyway, get to the top of the escalator now. I'm tapping out my Oyster card. I think he slowed down his walking pace because he was a bit higher up on the escalator that he was on than I was on mine. So he slowed down his walking pace a bit once he got off the escalator and was in the ticket hall area to tap out his card. And when I tapped out, I noticed that he was kind of hovering in my peripheral vision a bit, but still walking. So I caught on that, okay, he's probably following me. So, and I was wearing headphones, like, you know, the AirPod Max, the big ones that cover your whole ear. But what I did was, I turned down the volume of my music just in case, you know, I need to be a, li a little bit more alert because anytime I'm walking home, I always make sure to be occasionally looking behind me. Most times I take off my headphones, but that's usually when it's much later in the night. If it's a busy um, period, I don't feel as inclined to take off my headphones because there are people in the street. So if anything's going to happen, there's hella witnesses. But if it's like after 10 p.m., I take off my headphones fully so that nobody thinks that I am a victim in waiting. Because sometimes when it comes to safety, making your way home as a woman, wearing headphones can make someone who wants to attack you or who wants to stalk you believe that you are not paying attention to your surroundings because most people's headphones um, cancel external noise so the person who's lurking will be of the belief that you are not as alert as you should be so that's just something to keep in mind for safety when maneuvering the streets as a woman on your own anyway I turned down the volume of my headphones just a little bit so that I can become a little bit more aware of my surroundings because I was I had a feeling this guy's gonna talk to me I don't know why but I just had a feeling um anyway I'm making my way home I'm walking. Thankfully, there's like a few people on the street I'm walking on. So I don't feel unsafe or anything. 
walking, walking, walking. I want to say I was like a good solid minute into my walk and I was walking a little bit fast. And I noticed that he was hovering next to me in my peripheral once again. But because my music was playing a bit low and my noise cancellation is on on my headphones, couldn't hear anything. But I had a feeling he was probably saying something to me. Then he got close enough to me to say hello in a way where I could actually hear him. And one thing I hate, yeah, is like, as a man, why are you approaching a woman who's wearing headphones? I'm wearing headphones. So I only want to be interrupted from hearing this music if you're either telling me you've got money for me or that I'm in danger. Do not interrupt me listening to my music to fucking talk to me just because you want to talk to me. I hate that shit. Anyway, I hear him say hello. So reluctantly, I, do, I release a deep, visible, audible sigh and I shift my right headphone pad to like the back portion of my ear so that my ear is exposed enough for me to hear the nonsense he's going to say to me. He's like, hello, can I be your friend? I just immediately say, no. And then I put the headphone back on and I just increase my walking pace a little bit more. I notice he's still walking next to me for another maybe 15 seconds and then he just diverts and goes back to the direction that he was supposed to be going in. And that's the last time a man lied to me. Now you might be wondering, where is the lie in that, Chidi? The lie in that is that he's lying that he wants to be my friend. He doesn't want to be my friend. He wants to have the opportunity to press my breast. That's why he's followed me to walk next to me to ask me if he can be my friend. That's how you know that that's disingenuous. And that's how I know he's lying. Because if you want to be someone's friend, first of all, we don't make friends of people based on their appearance. Unless you're a man. <laughs> like men are the only people who somehow manage to decide if somebody's worthy of their friendship based on how attractive they find that person so what does that tell you about men hmm that situation tells you many things about men one it tells you that most men are vapid enough to curate their friendships with women based on how attracted they are to those women which extends to how much respect they give women based on how attractive they are to those women it also opens up the idea and reality that men will genuinely approach you under the guise of wanting to have friendship with you because they want to sleep with you and because they feel like it might be a bit more risky if they just say to you hello sorry to interrupt you I know you're listening to your music I promise I'll make this worth your while I just want to quickly say to you that I find you really beautiful. I noticed you on the escalators and I was wondering if I could have the opportunity to get to know you by taking you out on a lovely date. Please, can I have your interest? Because you know what? Yeah, I've always said on this podcast, I am not offended by men wanting to sleep with me. I am attractive. So, of course, you're going to want to sleep with me. Where we may or may not have problems is how you go about your desire to sleep with me. So if you're going about your desire to sleep with me by lying that you want to be my friend, now we've got problems. But if you go about your desire of wanting to sleep with me by politely and in a gentlemanly way asking me if you can take me out on a date by being... Because in that res uh, request of asking if you can take me out on a date, you're being direct. You're being transparent. And you're being clear in what exactly it is you want from me. What you want from me in that moment is the opportunity to get to know me by taking me on a date. You taking me on a date already gives me the impression that you do want something romantic with me. I'm not angry about that. What Where I'm going to be enticed is if the date you want to take me on sounds interesting. And if you sound interesting. But the problem is when you move to a woman in the street, you don't have that much time. So that's why a lot of men go for the, can I be your friend? Why would I want to be your friend? And I scanned him. I made on a quick, a quick observation. He did not look like somebody who I want to be financially friendly with. Because if a man is approaching me in the street wanting to be my friend, then we're going to need to have a very financial friend with benefits type situation where you're giving me money. And the benefit you're getting is that you get the honor of giving me money. Since you want to be friends, that's the kind of friendship we're going to have because you approached me based on how I look. So I already know that the friendship is going to have a vapid undertone to it. And I'm not mad at that. Not every friendship is going to be deep. There are different friends for different portions of your life. And every man won't play the same role in your life. I have male friends in my life who fulfill a very important cornerstone-esque type role in my life where they are part of my personal 
counsel. Like there are people that I will go to for like life-changing advice or for a situation where like I can't tell my family or I can't tell anyone. There are there are men in my life who I can hold that sacred space with. This man who approached me in the street line that he wanted to be my friend is not somebody I can hold that sacred space with. So it's about learning how to identify what type of liar man is lying to you and also making peace with the reality that men are going to lie to you from the onset. Because if I decided in an alternative universe, yeah, to entertain that man's request to be my friend, first of all, the premise upon which I would have entertained that man's request in the street to be my friend would have been based on me feeling sorry for him. Because I'm not going to lie yet. I'm going to be 100% truthful in this, mo- in this moment right now, yeah? When I immediately said to him, no, and then I put my headphone back onto my ear and carried on walking, I didn't even look at him. For a split second, I felt bad. And that is the misogynistic and patriarchal conditioning that is woven into all of us as women, where we feel bad about rejecting a man's request to sleep with us. Because even though he said he wanted to be my friend, the reality is he doesn't want to be my friend. He wants to sleep with me, but he's trying to find a diplomatic and risk-free way to ease his way into that request. Anyway, I felt bad because a part of me was thinking he could be a very introverted person who mustered a lot of courage and confidence to approach a woman in the street and ask if he could be friends another part of my sympathy for him went to the place of what if he's a really lonely person and he genuinely just really wants a friend lie but anyway what if he's a really lonely person and he genuinely just really wants a friend and I've gone and said no and I walked off and put my headphones on I could have really made his day hard for him or what if he was in a really really awful headspace And he was considering ending it all. And I was the last human interaction he had where I stormed off saying no to him when he asked if he could be my friend. And that gave him all the confirmation that he needed to believe that humanity is doomed and he has no place in the world and he is going to go and unalive himself. Like those were the brief flash flashing thoughts I had in my mind when I was feeling very briefly bad about saying no Obviously, that feeling of um, sympathy towards him didn't really last that long. I think it was all of like maybe 20 seconds before I was, I felt very empowered and I was laughing. I can't lie, like, I was laughing to myself in the street like Joker. <laughs> I was like, you fucking tried me. You tried it. You tried it. Am I your mates? Do I look like your mates? You're asking me if you can be my friend. Do you know what kind of men I'm friends with? Do you know the quality of men in my life that I call my friend? I'm not here to boast and gloat about the kind of men that I'm connected to and friends with because that is for my personal network and my personal life. Um, This is not what this podcast is about. But there is a quality control uh, framework in place here for a reason. And based on looking at that man, looking at his singlet, his shirts, his, his, the shape of his, his haircut, I could just tell that he's not somebody who can provide what I need. So even friendship will not suffice. <laughs> it would have been different, yeah, if, let's say, a man who probably is like either a public figure, a respected public figure, let me just like make that clear, a respected public figure, or from his appearance, I'm picking up that he's got something serious and successful going for himself and he approached me lying that he wanted to be my friend I'm okay with lying back to him that I would like to be friends and where I'll be honest and truthful is I would like to be friends with you because I would like to chop your money and you're going to treat me good aren't you because you know what yeah most men do not experience that from women where a woman gives them the surprise of their life What I mean by a woman giving a man the surprise of his life is you just bring out this demon in you that they weren't ready for. And I only call it a demon because men demonize women who are upfront about what they want from men. So the demon in me is the person that is actually my default setting who will turn around and be like, you want to be friends? Wow. It's been a while since I met a cash play partner. Like, I'll just turn it into a joke because I don't think any man is a loss. I don't fear losing out on any man. 
um, I don't think men are valuable enough to treat as precious when you're interacting with them for the first time. So if a man who's a public figure or some sort of serious looking man approaches me lying that he wants to be my friend, I'm going to just have, have fun with it because that man wants to impress me in that moment. And there's a very low chance that he's going to be turned off by me making a joke about wanting to spend his money because he's still going to want to impress me. Because as a man, his ego relies upon his ability to provide, even though men be spending all of their time on Beyonce's internet arguing about why they should not be providers. But then they still feel inherently insufficient when they are unable to provide for a woman. So they, so you agree that you're supposed to provide. So you agree that you're supposed to give me your money, but you don't want to because you don't have enough of it, but you still want to have your cake and eat it too. And you want me to give you a discounted slash free opportunity to touch my pussy, but then you're also still going to feel like it's not valuable because I didn't make you work for it. So you agree that you should be giving me money. So everything comes back to give me your stuff. Anyway, men lie unprovoked. But men lying to you is not the end of the world. And accepting the reality that men are going to lie is not accepting defeat. It's about knowing how to tilt the sails according to the direction of the wind. Meaning, becoming a great sailor on the sea that is men is learning to work with how men are programmed to behave. And men are very happy to recondition themselves to remain in their programming. They are not committed to straying away from patriarchal lines of thinking. They enjoy it. They fucking love it here. So you need to also learn to make sure that you are enjoying getting what you can get out of men refusing to change, i.e., if men feel like it's okay to lie to you, you need to start feeling like it's okay to lie to them. <laughs> and we will come back to that point about lying to men. Because I want to talk about the feeling of being lied to maybe when it's not a situation involving a man that you've just met in the street or a man you barely know. What about a situation where it's a man who you actually know and are close to? and care about and have expressed vulnerabilities to and he's lied to you so I said earlier that it's less about the lie and why he lied because we touched on examples of when men can lie to you whether it's them creating an alibi for them to buy you an engagement ring which is usually meant to be a good lie <laughs> or them lying about being on a business trip when actually they are cheating or them lying about being at someone's house when they're actually at a house party talking to girls when men lie to you and it's men that you trust it's going to hurt because you feel like your trust has been broken and you feel a bit stupid for trusting them those are normal feelings to have you are not stupid for feeling offended and betrayed. But I have always been someone that believes in alchemizing your emotions. So if you feel stupid, hurt and betrayed, then you need to get your reparations. Reparations. What are reparations? Reparations are a gesture of reparative intention so reparations can involve money it can involve errands it can involve physical labor for example black people are owed reparations by white people meaning black people are owed money to make up for the loss the damage the trauma of being not just enslaved by white people, but having to live under white supremacy. Those reparations will not just be owed in cash form, but also in the transfer of resources. Free healthcare. Community effort to rebuild the lives of incarcerated black people. The list goes on. When it comes to dynamics between men and women, men owe women reparations. White men especially owe black women reparations. Black men owe black women reparations. Everybody owes black women <laughs> reparations. <laughs> because black women are at the bottom of society when it comes to who we extrapolate the most labour from and who we punch down the most on. 
So if you're a black woman and a man is lied to you, I'm sorry, but you need to grow a backbone and start learning how to ask for things in return for being lied to. And if you don't get the things you want, you need to be prepared to possibly remove yourself from that situation. Granted, you are dating or partnering with people who can actually provide the things that you'd ask for. And this is another thing which leads into themes I have covered in this podcast already and will continue to touch on here and there because it is a running theme as a black woman. It is your civic duty to yourself to date men who have tangible resources to bring to your life or else it's a waste of time because even the man that's got tangible resources, he's still going to lie. So you can't have a mental breakdown when a man lies to you. You, Whether you're a black woman, white woman, regardless of what ethnicity you are as a woman, what your background is, what your story is, what your age is, if you have decided that it's men you want to date, you're going to need to get a lot stronger mentally because men will lie to you. Men have to lie to you in order to have access to your body because if men told you their full truth, you would not desire them. And they know that, which is why they lie. Men get by on lying. Do you know that for most men on this planet, the only reason why they even know what a pussy feels like is because they had to lie their way into it. Do you know that? So with that in mind, <laughs> with that in mind, what are you going to do to get keep your pussy more? Because for me personally, like, look, it's inevitable that a man is going to lie. So what are you going to do about it? Because I, I spoke in the past on this podcast about being less forgiving of men. And, you know, I know you might not believe me when I say that I am genuinely surprised when women are angry at me for saying things that don't favour men. But this time I was actually truly surprised when <laughs> there were still women managing to find their way into my comment section to, to express their anger at me saying that women are too forgiving of men. Like, it was a lot of whataboutisms and a lot of making excuses for men. My thing is, look, if a man lies to you, yeah, don't do the fire sign, Sagittarius, Leo, Aries, those are the three fire signs. Don't do the fire sign thing of going in all blazing, all guns blazing the first time. Mm-mm. You, need to, you need to learn from the Scorpios of the Zodiac and open up a micro-investigation. I'll explain. So if I notice that a man I trust is lying to me, I'm not going to immediately confront him about it. What I'm going to do is build up a kiss file in my head. Because I've got a Scorpio placement. I've got a Venus in Scorpio. And I've got a Virgo placement. I've got my Mars in Virgo. So when you have a Scorpio placement, you would thrive in any role that involves you being a detective finding information, lurking in the shadows to get answers that are not in, out there in the obvious. And if you are a Virgo placement like I am with my Mars in Virgo and your Mars sign governs the way you take action, you will collect that information, you will collate it neatly and you will be joining the dots so efficiently. You see that meme of the guy who's got loads of pieces of paper stuck on the wall and he's got red threads just like connecting the pieces of paper and he's holding a Sharpie pen and he's looking disheveled and like <laughs> like he stayed up for three days plotting and, and joining pieces of evidence together. That's literally me. So where I'm going with this is if you have those placements, Scorpio placements and Virgo placements, girl, don't be reactionary when you catch him lying. Mm -mm. why be reactive when you could instead get proactive and not give him the response that he's expecting because he'll get scared men get scared when you don't blow up men get scared when you don't start crying men get scared when you don't start sending them paragraphs now in those moments where you're opening your little investigation i'm not saying go through his phone and start logging into his email no what i'm saying is in that moment where you've realised that he has lied to you, the investigation is actually you just pulling back. Preserve your energy. Reduce the level of closeness and intimacy that you are showing with him. No more sleeping with him for a while. No more pressing of breasts. Don't give him head. Don't give him nothing. 
still be, you know, within reach if he wants to contact you, but he let him notice something has changed because he'll be paranoid and he'll be unsettled. And then he's probably going to start trying to be a bit nicer to you because he feels guilty and he's aware that he's lied. Or he might start acting passive back because he doesn't know what he's done wrong and you're not telling him you're very hard to read. In that period where you are being hard to read and you're pulling back, you need to start thinking about one of two things. Start thinking about the alternative life that you're going to have outside of him if the outcome of you confronting him about him about the lie doesn't go well. Or, and or, two, start thinking about what you want to ask him for. Like, is it cash that you want... Is it for him to pay for your new braids that you want to get? You know, braids are costing from £600 now these days, guys. Like, it's not cheap anymore to get braids installed in your hair. Is it new braids you want? Oh, do you want the new Loewe vest? What's on your wish list? Start thinking about that. Be prepared, always. Always be prepared. Always be one step ahead. Because he's going to lie. He's going to lie. And he's going to feel guilty about being caught in his lie. And you need to maximise that guilt. And this is where I'm going to get called evil. And I'm no stranger to being called evil for having this podcast, right? But why I know I'm going to be called evil is because <laughs> I am strongly of the belief that when a man is profusely sorry for being caught in a lie, you need to take advantage of that period. Let me explain. When you catch a man in a lie and he's really, really sorry, you need to strike while the iron is hot because you need to make him earn that forgiveness because who the fuck are you? Who are you lying to? Why are you lying to me? So when you catch a man in a lie and he's profusely sorry and you see the panic in his eyes, you need to take advantage of that panic and ask for what you want from him. You need to create a reason for him to earn that forgiveness. So... There's either going to be a cash penalty or there's going to be a gift he's going to need to buy you, a holiday he's going to need to pay for for you, some form of reparations so that he knows not to play with you again, so that he knows that there's consequences for lying. That's not going to guarantee that he will never lie to you again because a lot of men lie because their rationale is they want to protect your feelings and they love you and they don't want you to to think the wrong thing from what they're doing so they're gonna lie my thing is if i catch you lying that's gonna cost you because what i was saying earlier about opening up an investigation what i mean by that is just noticing and observing a pattern and learning how to work with that pattern if you're going to have that man in your life because you know what yeah Whilst I still believe that most men, you should just leave them alone and just walk away from them. There's no point in bothering trying to date them after they've done significant damage to the trust that they were meant to be building with you. Some men should be kept around, but you change the way that relationship runs. So if a man has lied to you or has broken your trust in such a way that you feel hurt and you just want to leave him... If he's got money, just start using him for his money. Make Use him. Use him. On this podcast, we call it what it is. On this podcast, we explicitly name the thing for what it is. I am not afraid to use a man. Because men use women all the time. They use us for sex. They use us for emotional labor. So if a man hurts my feelings and makes me feel like he's playing me, I will use him. I will give him the impression that I've forgiven him, but you're going to be, I need to get my revenge. It's the Scorpio in me. I can't help it. I'm biologically wired to get my revenge. <laughs> and in that moment of me getting my revenge, he's got to, he's got to rebuild trust because now I'm going to have to, so I'm the captain now. I'm the captain now. You either get out or you stay here, but I got new rules, I count them. <laughs> Make new rules. 
Like you can you can have your redemption story in this situation without the guy disappearing entirely from your life. Like you, if you catch him moving sideways, you can put him in his place by collecting his money and turning him into your your cash pig. And I know this is not for everyone. I know that most women will like wince at the idea of treating a guy like that. They'll rather just leave or they'll rather just work things out. What are you working out of a man who's lying to you? What are you working out with just words? Because my version of working it out is making him pay for his crimes. Like, I'm sorry, but it's like men are like dogs, yeah? And when it comes to dog training, treats exist for a reason and discipline and scolding exists for a reason. And I know that there will be someone who will argue that training a dog is a form of labour. And training an adult man feels like you're just exerting a lot of energy. Why can't he just arrive as a fully formed, accountable human being? Because he's a man who's raised in a world that makes excuses for him. And sometimes training a man is not going to be the same as training a dog. When you're training a dog, you first of all, if it's a puppy, you're going to need to lay pads all over the floor because the puppy's going to be wing everywhere. And you're going to need to be a lot more emotionally present and physically present, especially in the middle of the night. But when you're training a dog, man, it's not going to be the same, girl. Like, obviously, like, men behave like dogs because they be sniffing people's pussies and they just follow tits. But what I'm trying to say is training a man just, it actually doesn't involve that much effort. It actually takes more effort to date a man and make excuses for him than it does to train him. So training a man involves you ignoring him when he thinks you're the one to play with. Creating consequences, cash consequences, when he thinks he can get away with shit with you. Men only learn from consequences and loss. So men, that's why men fall in love with you when you're absent. Like, I know that there are men who, like, listen, yeah, one thing that I find fascinating about my my story, my reputation, my presence as a woman in this in this South London is that how many men have you come across who have stories to tell about sleeping with me? Where are they? I've still not heard a story come back to me about a man sleeping with me. Where is it? Where's the story? There's nothing to declare. But yet there are men who right now they're not sleeping well at night because of the damage I've done. The crimes I've committed in their life, yes. And the crimes I've committed is cutting them off. Men fall in love with you when you cut them off, especially when you cut them off out of nowhere. And out of nowhere doesn't mean when things are great and you're feeling treated well and you just cut them off. No, out of nowhere is when they don't expect for you to catch on to what they're doing. They consider that out of nowhere. They'd be genuinely victimised by you protecting yourself from their demonic beha- demonic behavior. <laughs> like, I can count at least, I want to say there's at least two men right now. One is in London, one is not in the country. But there's at least two men right now who I know for sure, like, probably be listening to Drake and thinking about me. <laughs> and I don't take it as flattering because... Those men owe me financial reparations for the emotional inconveniences caused when dealing with them. <laughs> There's one guy who... <laughs> he's an interesting one. He... um We met before. And at the time when we had met, there was nothing going on between us. And there was still nothing going on between us throughout the duration of us knowing each other. But... Out, the bulk of our interaction happened via like Instagram DM. Um, and he was like showing loads of interest in me. Obviously the classic thing of being like amongst the first 20 people to watch my story, regardless of when I upload it in the night or in the morning, like he'll always be just watching, um, always finding a way to open a conversation with me. And when the conversation would happen, he'd be very attentive and involved in the conversation. And then one day, like, he just kind of disappeared. So I matched the energy and also disappeared. But I went the extra mile of not just muting his story, but muting his posts as well. So the only time I see him is when he's watching my story. And there was a period where he wasn't even watching my story back. 
Um, maybe he was busy. I don't care. But th- there was a period where he was just out of sight, out of mind. And now he's come back to be watching all my stories. And he's now feeling brave and confident enough to start hearting. You know when you like a story? Um, and I could tell that he just misses the interaction he was having with me because I'm hot. And I've gotten exponentially hotter since the last time we were talking and it's a shame because he was threatened with me. Now, remember what I've been saying on this podcast earlier? If you've been a listener for a while, you will know that like, I'm not moved by a man's uh, appearance. So what I mean by that is I can acknowledge when a man is visually attractive. Like I can feel the giddy feeling of like, wow, this guy is cute. Oh, but he is fine, girl. Like I can have all of those thoughts and I can also have a thought of he's fine but it's not going to suffice for what I want my life to look like with a man in it so I can acknowledge that he's fine from far away so this guy was that situation where he is girl he is so beautiful yeah he me and him would make a (laughs) anyway He's good looking, okay, but he ain't got what I need. What you got for me? Nothing. Okay, well, I don't need to be talking to you about anything. Anyway, he lied to me. It wasn't like a a big lie, like, oh my goodness, what a disgusting person. But like, I think he lied about him being polyamorous, which is what a lot of men do. They lie that they're polyamorous, but really they're just cheating. Like, is your partner aware that you're polyamorous or did you just decide right now in the moment that you're polyamorous? And then you're going to tell your partner later that you decide that you're polyamorous. Like, I don't trust polyamorous men until I've met their partners. Because my thing is, I am only open to dealing with polyamorous men if those polyamorous men are subs. So what I mean by that is, like... And this this has happened before in the past. Like, I've met a guy who... he's, He's submissive to women... And he enjoys playing that role. Um, He even goes to kink parties where he's a sub. And I've met his partner, a femme person. Um, And I don't feel any lack of confidence towards getting what I want from him. Which is uh, (laughs) his creative abilities. (laughs) He needs to help me out with some things, not sexually. I just need him to help me out with some creative things. Um, Cause me, I like to outsource. I like to outsource things from men, which is why it's not the end of the world for me if a man lies to me. It's it's about what you lied about and why you lied. That's where I'm more concerned about. Like if a man lies to me, I'm just gonna ask you for twice as much as I would have asked you for. And if you can't hold up to that, then get ready to get out of my life. It's never that serious. It's never that serious. I'm big on making men rebuild trust with me. So even the guy I'm talking about who was good looking fine, who has suddenly decided to reappear, I guarantee you in a few podcasts time, I will come back to tell you that he has reopened a conversation with me because men's dicks have short attention spans, okay? A man is going to try his best, yeah, cerebrally to resist and compete with you when it comes to ignoring you back. But whole time, he's still, his dick is still horny. Like, his dick still likes you. Which is why I don't take men seriously. You lot be taking men way too seriously. Especially after they've lied to you. Listen, from when a man lies to you, I know this is not going to come out in the way that I want it to land. But the moment a man lies to me, I'm like, good. Well done for doing that because it's now time for me to initiate phase one of the queendom since you thought you could play with round of applause well done well done hey you think you can lie to me okay cool let the games begin bitch let the games begin oh yeah 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 you are running me 500 pounds i don't care how long it takes you to find the money find the money if you don't find the money you're not finding me either so if you want to find yourself in a conversation with me go and find me that 500 pounds i think i'm playing men are not a loss especially when they lie to you because once that man has lied to you you're obviously going to feel different around him you're not going to feel entirely trusting towards him do you want to be dealing with that anxiety for free Because for me, what will make that anxiety manageable is knowing that I'm getting something out of this that is tangible and is benefiting my life. 
And, and no, I'm not fucking you anymore. Because what you're going to have to do is really go out of your way to regain my trust from the beginning. Because now the power is going to have to be in my hands in full now. Because before I was giving you the chance to show me who you are. I've now seen that you're a liar. Okay, well, you've been demoted in the hierarchy of who's going to touch this pussy, which is a shame because I really liked you. But now you've put me in a position where I'm going to have to be disappointed in myself for trusting you. This is all tallying up. The cost is building. And it is also a service charge, 12.5% service charge. That'll add on to the, the fee you're going to have to pay me. <laughs> so you need to manage your expectations of men. Like, men are going to lie to you. If you think you're going to find you a noble, pure man who's going to be completely honest and truthful and is never, ever, ever going to lie to you and is going to be 100% devoted and just completely under your thumb and like girl that's probably not gonna happen i'm not gonna say never the chances of that are slim but never none however because you have a bigger chance of coming across a man who's going to be a walking contradiction you need to learn how to get the most you can get out of that because your time will be wasted if you're playing too nice you also need to learn how to change the way that you see a man romantically especially when he's lied to you if you've caught him in a lie First of all, go and regulate yourself. Go, don't cry in front of it. Remember what I've talked about in the past on this podcast? If you've been a listener for a while, then you may have heard the episode where I was talking about not crying in front of a man about what he's done to you. I got cooked on the internet for that one. You lot was pulling my wig. You lot tore my lace front when I said you should not be crying to a man when he treats you badly. You can cry to him if your cat gets killed. You can cry to him if you're having period cramps, but crying to him about how he's treating you badly and making you feel so shit as a result. Like, girl, save that for the group chat. Save that for you and yourself go and regulate yourself outside of him if that man is making you feel so awful that you're crying because if you're crying to him about how he is treating you you're giving him more power to repeat that behavior because most men get satisfaction of having that grip over you and i know it sounds sadistic but just remember men do not love like women do men do not think like women do and the mistake most of us are making is assuming that men think and feel like us Men are human beings, so they do have feelings. They're capable of feeling guilt, shame, embarrassment, fear, anger, joy, loss, grief, happiness, jealousy, confidence, just like we are capable of feeling all those things. But most men go into relationships with the intention to assert dominion, whether it's asserting dominion from behind, certain, a certain dominion from a more obvious front-facing place, or just they want to be shysty. They want to take their cake, have it, eat it, and leave you with just the candles to eat. I'm telling you, that's how men behave. And if you are not yet prepared to make peace with that reality, you're going to have a hard time dating men. You're going to waste loads of years giving your life to men, and you're going to be a bitter, resentful auntie. So you still have time. Because for me, yeah, when I catch a man lying, I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Listen, there's usually more where that lie came from. So now I'm definitely going to have to spend your money. And I'm not going to sleep with you as much as I would have wanted to anymore. Which is it? Which, that's, that's, that's a shame. That's a shame. You've gonna you've gonna spoilt it. And me, I'm okay with, with removing, with, with drawing pussy from a man because... You already know if you've listened to this podcast for a while, like I have a very, very high self-control when it comes to my pussy. I'm literally on the asexual spectrum. I still have attraction to men. I will sleep with a man once every century, but I can live without it as well. So that level of power is very scary for me and for men. I'm very scared of what I'm capable of as well, because how is it possible to be this sexy and to have this much self-control over my pussy? That's really scary. And I can, um, I can understand why a lot of men are scared of me. <laughs> like, a lot of men be like, what the hell is that? Like, that? she's scary. She's not, she's scary as in like, oh, she's so amazing that I'm scared of her light. No, no, no. I mean, she's scary. Like, why has she got that much self-control? And why are her tits so nice? <laughs> also, I have had to really learn how to manage the way that I react when my friends tell me that their their boyfriend lied or their partner lied. Like, I just be like, oh. Because look, if I say what I really want to say, yeah. Uh, because you know what, yeah. One thing I'm learning as I get older is like, every situation has nuance. 
And the woman who is in the situation with that man knows that man way better than she could explain to me, if that makes sense. So like, if my friend tells me her man lied to her, first of all, I'm always going to validate her feelings because it is a shit feeling to feel lied to, yeah? But one thing I'm not going to do is immediately just encourage you to leave. I don't think leaving is necessarily going to like help you feel better. Sometimes what might actually help you feel better is spend his money. And don't feel bad about it. Like, get your revenge while you're still there. Because when men lie to you, men are, not, men are never going to just come up to you, sit you down and be like, I have decided that I would like to not only have my cake, which is your ass, but I'd like to eat it too and eat other people's cake slash ass. In this decision, I've decided I would like to put you on pause and I am granting you the freedom and permission to go and kiss other guys if you would like to and be taken out on dates with other guys who probably have way more time for you and money for you than I do. I hope that in these endeavours you actually find someone who is going to treat you better than I do, so much so that you will have no use for me anymore. And I hope you find joy while I waste your time. They're not going to sit you down and do that. They're not going to sit you down and brief you on what they're on the chaos they're about to ensue in your life. No, they don't. They don't give you no warning. They just go about it and hope you don't find out. And then if you do find out, they'd be more distraught than you. That's why I'm like, yo, you need to awaken the kraken inside you. You need to, that demon inside you that's just sitting there lurking behind the bushes, not trying to be caught. Wake her up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wake up. It's go time. Let's fucking go. <laughs> I'm serious. Because you know what makes you feel worse when you when a man lies to you? When you're bare honest. That's why I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you lot are too honest to men. I'm sorry. Like, why are you telling him your truth? You need to learn how to, because look, I'm media trained, right? And the purpose of media training is to give you tools to navigate situations in the press where you don't want to answer a question. And the purpose of media training is to give you tools to answer a question in a way that best promotes the product that you're trying to sell or that puts you in the best light. Media, media training skills are highly transferable when it comes to dating men. Now, you might be wondering, well, how do you implement media training while dating men and talking to men? And what is media training and, and how does it look? So, for example of media training is like, let's say um, someone asks me, like, do you have any brothers? And I don't really want to say, yes, I have two brothers. Like, I don't want to tell them I have brothers. I'll probably say something along the line of like, oh, I love this question. Do you know what? Yeah, I have always wanted to have four brothers. I've always wanted to have two older brothers and two younger brothers because being raised as a as a young girl, like I always wanted to feel protected by two older brothers. But then I also enjoy the feeling of like being an older sister. So I've not said I don't have brothers, but I've not said I do have brothers, but I've kind of started talking about it and around it so much so that I'm kind of distracting the person who's asked me the question by talking so much about how I've always wanted to have two older brothers and two younger brothers that like they're not even gonna be they're not gonna care that much about the question they're just gonna be like oh then they're gonna segue into something else or I might give them a little um easter egg in that answer to distract them and make them ask me something else about something that I'd rather ask to answer a question about that might still sound spicy for people who are listening so for example Let's say I say to the person, the journalist, I've always wanted to have four brothers, two older brothers and two younger brothers. Something about it just makes me feel protected. But then the idea of having two younger brothers makes me feel like I have a bit of authority. I think the idea of wanting to feel protected just makes me think about like men in the past that I've dated where, you know, like I just wish someone protected me. I've had some really shitty relationships in the past. So when I use buzzwords like shitty relationships, men I've dated, the past, the interviewer is obviously going to want to dive into my romantic history because that's a spicy thing to talk about. And if I feel confident to um, 
me to train my way through talking about my romantic history, I've now distracted from the question of having brothers because I didn't want to tell them I had brothers, but I've given them a spicy Easter egg to cherry pick, which is men in the past I've dated. So now if they want to ask me about men in the past that I've dated, let's go. And then I could find a way to segue into talking about my book. So for example, the journalist hears me say, oh, I've always wanted to feel protected by by men, you know, especially because in the past, like, I've had awful situations of guys and in those moments I wished I had an older brother who could protect me. Oh, there's this one guy, I just really wish that I had an older brother. But, you know, goodness. And the journalist will probably be like, oh, dating, let's look at your dating history. Like, oh, I heard I heard you're dating X, Y, Z. Or um, have you ever been with a guy who's done X, Y, Z? Then I can be like, Woo, I got stories for you. And if you really care about those stories, then I would encourage you to read my book, How to Get Over a Boy. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? It's like lying, but making the lie benefit you. And there's a way to lie without actually directly lying. So you see how I avoided answering the question of having two younger brothers, which I actually do have two younger brothers. But in that media trained example I gave you, I avoided answering that I have two younger brothers by saying that I've always wanted to have two older brothers and two younger brothers. And then I talked so much about the idea of why I value that setup that I then gave the journalist an Easter egg by talking about wanting to feel protected by men because it's kind of thrown bait at the journalist to make them think, oh, she says something that she might have accidentally revealed there. Let me ask her about that. So I've distracted from the thing I wanted to talk about. That same thing applies to when you're talking to men. You know that, right? Like you don't have to tell men your fucking truth. It's like no one's gonna, if you're media trained, right? Or if you're going through media training, they're always going to tell you, like, you're not supposed to just, like, tell your whole, like, exposed life story to people because they're going to take advantage of that. And then you will not have control of it. The only thing you have control of is what you share. So you can still share the essence of your truth without directly verbatim saying it. Do you get what I mean? It's like if you don't want to answer if you've been married, if you're married, like, for example... Let's say I'm married, right, to a man. Journalists ask me, like, do you have a husband? Again, I'm going to be like, I've always wanted to be married. I love the idea of marriage. I hope one day I can experience the kind of marriage where we're together for 20 years. Um, like, it's, it's about, like, I'm still, because in me saying, I hope one day I can experience the kind of marriage where we're together for 20 years, I could, in truth, be married to my guy for four years at the point I'm doing that interview. And I actually do genuinely, truthfully in that moment want to be married to him for 20 years. So it's like it doesn't feel like you're lying because you're still weaving the truth in there. So learning to lie to men is something that you're going to need to learn to do if you want to date men. And you need to start learning to believe that lying doesn't mean you've killed somebody. It means you lied because men do. If men felt bad about lying, what would the world look like? Hmm? Hmm? You'd be giving men too much of your truth. Too much. Stop telling them what happened to you when you were five. Stop telling them that your dad left. What you need to do is, so this is what I do with men and it always works. I create an ex-boyfriend that is a combination of the best traits and best moments that I experienced with various men I've dated in the past. So let me explain. Sometimes you'll meet a guy who you're interested in and he's interested in you and he wants to know about like, you know, your past exes or situations you've dealt with. Most times when guys are asking you about your past with men it's because they want to see what you're likely to tolerate and they want to see what they're up against in terms of the idea that a lot of men want to compete with other men who don't even exist or other men who exist in your past because they just want to gauge what kind of treatment that they should give you. That is a crucial point of the dating process if you're dating this man or if you're getting to know him. That is crucial. That's why the lie you need to lie needs to be a very good practice to lie that you have told many times to yourself and to other people. And the lie is actually not even based on um, imagination. It's based on fragments of truth that you've lived. So it doesn't feel like you're lying when you tell the story. So what I'm about to say is a nosy ass man asks me about past dating experiences he wants to hear something along the lines of, yeah, the last guy, as if he beat me up, uh-huh. he abused me, he locked me in the house, he took my money, he make me feel so stupid. 
I'm not going to tell you that even if that was my reality. What I am going to tell you is the last guy I dated, oh my goodness, he he's the reason that I'm such a princess. I can't lie. Like I was, if I wasn't sport enough in my past, he made it even bigger for me. He was just so attentive. He was so generous. He took care of me when I was in a situation where I had to pay my grandma's rent for like six months. He covered my rent for me. Till this day, he still financially supports me here and there. Like he's someone I can really call on if I ever needed help. He's such a blessing in my life. Um, And dating him was such a fun experience. Now, that guy's probably going to be wondering, well, why did it end? You don't tell him that it ended because you got crazy at all because he got abusive. No. Do you know what? It ended because he had to move far away for his job. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a scientist. So he had to move all the way to Australia for work. And I knew that it wasn't going to work between us. So we had to just like amicably end things. Yeah. But we still keep in contact here and there, like twice a year at most. He's moved on, I've moved on, but things ended on really good terms. In you saying all of that, you have dropped many important Easter eggs in that man's life who is trying to get to know you. You have told him that you are used to being taken care of and spoiled by men in your past. So much so that the last man you dated really took it up many notches for you. So that means that this guy you're talking to now is of the belief that you are only used to a particular type of treatment. So if he wants you to take him seriously, he's going to match that energy or even top it even more. You have also given him the impression that you are a very cool, chilled, balanced person to date. There's no drama over here. Most men expect to hear drama. There's no drama over here. Especially when you tell him about how it ended. Oh, it ended on good terms. It only ended because he had to move. It only ended because he was so successful that he had to move to another country for his job. (laughs) because most men want to hear oh it ended because I got too insecure and I got crazy and I went through his friend no it ended because he is so he's doing so well that he got headhunted all the way in Australia now you might be wondering where do I get these where do I get these stories from okay so I actually did date a scientist this is when I was much younger I was like 23 (laughs) I dated a scientist who also happened to be an aristocrat, but he was not a rich aristocrat before we go there. Um, I dated a scientist. He did travel a lot for his work. Um, I did date someone who made me feel taken care of in the past. Um, I have had experiences experiences with guys that have been really good until they weren't. But remember, this is about creating a picture that is going to... Oh, I need to sneeze. Is that a sneeze coming? Okay, it's gone. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm not going to say it. (laughs) If you've been listening to this podcast for long enough, you know what I always say after I sneeze. I'm not going to do it this time. (laughs) Anyway, it's about ethically lying to men. People lie... Oh. Oh my God. People lie on their CVs all the time because they want the job and because they know that if they don't lie, they know that if they don't lie, they might not be taking us seriously. So sometimes you need to embellish the things that you're already good at. Like lying isn't always evil and manipulative. Like you not be at work lying your teeth off anyway. So why is it any different with men? You think that, oh... Men are the one place where I want to be really honest and sacred because I want a healthy relationship. And You can have that and you can still lie because the lie is to ensure that this man does not see you as a victim. It is very crucial to shape the way a man sees you when he's newly getting to know you because that is going to have serious impact on how he treats you moving forward. If you lead with your truth, your honesty of, no, I need him to know that I'm broken. Girl, what are you doing? Why do you need him to know that you're broken? Is he a physiotherapist? Is he a psychotherapist? He's not any of those things. If your knee is broken, you need to contact NHS 
and they will forward you to a physiotherapist that will give you advice on how to best manage your broken knee. If your heart is broken, again, there are therapists who can ease you through that process. Men are not therapists. Men are not going to be the people that will heal you and mend you and fix you. They're not. They're just not built for that. They be lying. Just take their money, take their resources, take their love and use all of that to build yourself. And that process is not an evil cold process. You can still enjoy the feeling of being in love with a man while taking his money. You can still enjoy the feeling of being in love with a man while using his love to nurture your power and to build yourself up. That's what relationships with men are supposed to feel like. It should feel like you are a flower that is being watered because you are a flower. Because I know that I'm going to get a lot of pushback towards these ideas. I know there's going to be women who will say things like, yeah, but a relationship that's built on lies... That's just not going to work. Yeah, but men are lying to you from the moment they meet you. From the moment they meet you, they're telling you that they want to be your friend because they want to sleep with you, but it's easier for them to just lie and say they want to be your friend because it will catch you off guard. So they are already from the onset leading from a sneaky perspective. They want to catch you off guard. They don't want to be direct and just say to you, I find you really attractive and I'd love to take you on a date and get to know you better. I have, rom- have romantic feelings towards you. Because I'm the kind of woman, yeah, where I am more enticed by a man who can take ownership of his desires for me and act on it in a way that's likely to entice me. As opposed to lying that you want to be my friend. Get out of my sight, bruv. Like, you want to be my friend. Do I look like your, do I look like your mate, young man? Ta, get out of here. About you want to be my friend. To discuss what... To discuss what? To discuss what with you? <laughs> nah, man. Leave that friendship thing in, in, on the playground about you want to be my friend. Because if you want to, if you really want to be my friend, let's be financial friends. I love a friendship where a man gives me money. Come on, come on, come on, pay these bills in a friendly manner, bastard. So, yeah, man. Don't feel like the world is collapsing on your head because men are lying. And No, you need to realise you are smarter than men. Just adapt to what they're doing and have your own lies on deck ready. Have your lies ready, I beg. Me, I'll be ready. Hmm, the li- hey. Lie, 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 lie. Lie, 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 You think I'm joking? Because you know what? You can do both. You can lie to a man about certain things you want to lie about and you can be truthful about certain things you want to be truthful about. Trust me, two things can exist at once. Because remember, the intention of your lie isn't to dupe him. The intention of your lie is to protect yourself as a woman. Because men have a reputation for being dangerous people. It's like, are you going to tell a man exactly where you live when he asks you where you live in the street when he's just ask, when he's just trying to move to you? Or are you going to lie and say, oh, I'm just in the area to meet a friend? Like, you don't have to lead with honesty all the time. That is goofy. That's like Stranger Danger 101, girl. Like, I'd be, I'd be hella scared sometimes hearing the stories from women who be saying things like, oh, yeah, there's this guy who I loaned him £8,000. I never got it back. How did you end up in that situation? How did you end up in that situation? Why are you loaning men money? Why are you the first person that came to mind when he realised he was in debt of £8,000? Do you not think that that's a bit fishy? Because my impression of that would be that he reverse engineered that situation in such a way that he already knew he was in £8,000 debt and he found a target who was likely to feel sorry for him and help him pay off that debt. And what he did was he curated an environment where he made you feel desired he started soft soft talking you, spooning you, having sex with you, calling you the most beautiful woman in the world. And then just like Tinder Swindler, he created a situation where he needed your help. And then you were like, oh, I feel bad and I'm kind of in love with him. In love with what? Oh. What do you mean you're in love with him? Because for me to be in love with a man, I have to be in love with the way he treats me. So this is why I'm very apathetic towards a lot of these, but I'm in love in love with what? Are you in love with the feeling and idea of yourself being 
treated nicely by a man for once in your life? Like, what are you in love with? Because it cannot be this raggedy man who's doing nothing for you. There is no way. There's no way. And I know that, like, you know, I've had some women question my ability to give insight on dating men because I'm asexual, which is quite amusing because most straight women are man-obsessed and desperate. And you could learn a thing or two from asexual women who are not man-obsessed or desperate, but who still have somewhat of an attraction to men. You need to come and join us, join us over here on the bright side where we're not man-obsessed. We can actually have hobbies and people in our lives who we love without feeling compelled to sleep with them. And even if we do sleep with people, we don't lose our minds in the attachment. I'm speaking for myself here as an asexual person. Like, I'm on the asexual spectrum, meaning I can go the rest of my life without ever having sex with a man again. But if I wanted to have sex with a man, I still have the urge. I can still act on the urge to do that if I want to. But me acting on that urge will be based on certain conditions and certain prerequisites being met. So my, con my attraction to men is conditional which works so well for me because I am very sexy and sexy people need to protect themselves. The sexier you are, the more you need to learn how to be more cerebrally active when you are engaging with men. And by cerebrally active, I mean, you need to have some more critical thinking, baby. You can't just be leading with your emotions and your pussy fanny flutters. Mm -mm, babe, you need to start thinking like more intentionally about what men want from you when you're engaging with them. So before I wrap up this conversation, first of all, thank you for listening. Second of all, don't be feeling bad about lying to men. Don't be feeling bad about asking men for things because a man is never going to feel bad about lying to you. And a man is never going to feel bad about asking you if he can have sex with you, even though he has just met you in the street. So take care and lie more often to men. <laughs>